0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Marotta Mornings. The Arizona Diamondbacks.
1: Newsmakers Week 2023 continues here on day one, and it's always a pleasure to have our next guest uh, on the show. But it's a pleasure to have him in studio. I'm so glad we're back to face to face Newsmakers Weeks after what we did last year over the phone. But Derek Hall, President and CEO of the Diamondbacks, joins us in studio. Derek, good to see you. Thanks,
2: Good to see you guys too. No, great. It is good to be back in studio, obviously. And I, I think you know our goal, all of us, all of your guests, is to come on to Newsmakers. And not say something stupid and become a doomsayer. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: and Go not to become any right exactly. <laughs> right. Well, let's see. Let's see if you can buck that. Let's see. Let's see what we can get I out of you, Derek. Do, Vic. Let's see what we can get out of you, man. <laughs> all right. So, let, well, let's start here because I saw that Ken had a press conference just first time in a while he's done that yeah, right yep. to kind of outlaw or outline the vision of of the season and where it's all going. We know that payroll disparity in baseball seems to be just a runaway train, if you will. Uh, paint a picture for baseball. Fans, what this year hopefully will look like? Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, first off, I'm really excited,
2: and and I'll never come out as you know and and give my projection or expectations. I don't do that, but I, I I'm really excited about this team. Over 30 years in the game, and there's some seasons where I'm more excited than others. Mm-hmm. This is one of those, and and it's finally a normal spring. You know, we we both addressed the team yesterday, and we haven't done that in a while either because you know you had two years of the pandemic, which was ridiculous, and then we had the lockout, which was ridiculous. You know, here we are now with a with a full spring. And with fans feeling good, and I, I'm just telling you from the the responses and the notes that I'm getting from our fans, and yesterday was packed out there at Salt River Fields. There is a lot of hope for this team, and people are excited about the youth, the athleticism, and the way we finished last year.
1: Yeah, and at the heart of that excitement, um, you know, it, it's been pretty rare in Diamondbacks history to have a prospect as highly touted as Corbin Carroll. Yeah. A lot of people picking him for the National League Rookie of the Year. I know that there's reports of maybe some some talks of a, of a long term uh, contract already being worked out with Corbin. But just can you talk about how important he is to, to this whole movement? He, well, he really is. And, and when you talk to the kid, you see
2: why. He's just so impressive. He's so mature, and and people you know who play with him and just say, wait till you watch this guy he's got so many different aspects of his game that are that are positives whether it's his speed or his defense or his arm I mean he really is you know like that five tool player and we saw flashes of it last year in less than 50 games but he is important because he's going to be a fixture in our outfield for many years to come and I I would also say the other kids too look I I did not want to want to part from from Varsho you know Mm -hmm. I was a huge Varsho fan and, Mm -hmm. and this kid had tremendous power and he fit too we just had an abundance of outfielders there with the depth and when you have the surplus you can you can make moves and they were in high demand, all of them. Best. Yes. Um, but, you know, in fact, I told our we have a really nice security guard during games down in our well lobby, and and Bill asked me before the end of the season, he's like, I want to buy a jersey, and I want to be able to wear it for many years. <laughs> you know, who do I put on it without you trading? I said, do Varsho, you're okay. Oh, he no. Up, yeah, he came up oh, to me no. first day of oh, spring, yesterday, oh, yesterday oh, oh, and I went, oh. thanks, I've got yeah. that Varsho, I said, so yeah. I'll buy you a new one. You're but doing now, a refund on that, dude, yeah. I know you. <laughs> right, but nonetheless, you know, there, there's a lot of important pieces. I mean, people put pressure on our uh, top of our rotation and Zach Gallen, who's such a standout pitcher, or Cattell Marte bouncing back, you know Rojas. It's a Walker the year that he had. I- I'm really excited about our lineup, and I'm excited about the depth we've created. We had huge problems in the bullpen last year, and credit to our baseball
0: operations staff—they brought in a lot of arms. There's going to be great competition this mm-hmm. spring. You brought in this kid who played in Seattle once, a Rookie of the Year, and in- Kyle Lewis. It's quite a lottery ticket here. You traded for the top-rated catcher out of the Toronto system. You, you-, you still have top-rated prospects. Um, for this year to go the way you wanted to, how many of the, how much of that potential has to be realized? Where are we in that building stage? Yeah, really good question, Beck. And and
2: and the fact that we traded for Moreno, who you know was number one, number two uh, type uh, prospect in all of baseball, we now have four in the top fifteen. We've never been in that kind of position uh-huh. before. So for us to do what we said we were going to do a couple years ago, and really commit to the minor leagues and and draft the right players, develop those players, hopefully sign them, and control them through you know arbitration and maybe. Even in some free agent years, it's important now that they step up. And then we, we balance that by bringing in some veterans. And when we can make, hopefully, a splash uh, free agent move, we would do it. But we'll continue to get creative through trades. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in those guys that are making the decisions. And, and by the way, players want to play here. I mean, when you look at first day of spring yesterday and you're wondering, okay, how are they all going to get their physicals in? No, they did those like two or three weeks ago. They've been here you know, for, for yeah. a couple of months because we built this hitting and pitching lab. And when you go in there a week or two ago, and it's packed Um, you know, and everyone wants to be here. They like to play they like to have a home where they have spring training and their regular season Um, and whether it's a young kid that's now buying a home here like most of them are because they want to be here a long time or it's a veteran like the Longoria who already had a home here and who's happy to play here. It's been a nice mix of both the young and and the experience.
1: Derek Hall, President and CEO of the Diamondbacks our guest here on Newsmakers Week Uh, we touched on the the payroll discrepancy that was a big topic of discussion (laughs) yesterday but also long term and, and looking at stadium possibilities. I know that was a big subject. Is it fair to say at this point, uh, with the lease being up 2027, that everything's on the table in terms of possibilities for a future home for the Diamondbacks? Very fair to say. Yeah, you know, Vinny, it's um, it's
2: a tough situation, and, and there's a lot of moving parts. I think all things equal, you know, being downtown makes makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. We love being downtown with the Suns. We love the fact that uh, there's so much activity now, um, you know, downtown, that many people are moving down there, that we have, uh, you know, of course, residential, we have apartments. There's excitement downtown. But uh, I think if you... If if you had your choice, you, of course you would love a new ballpark, right? But where does that happen? Where, who's the right partner for that to happen in Maricopa County? The, the whole point is we need to increase, and it's on me and it's on our business staff. We need to increase our revenues because the more we can increase our revenues, the model is it goes right back into the payroll or into mm-hmm. the experience that our fans are going to have at the ballpark. So obviously, you look at these new ballparks and you look at their mixed use. Can we do that downtown? Probably as well. Um, but you have to have more than just a standalone ballpark today. You have to have the hotel the restaurants, the activation, uh, you know, retail restaurant, three hundred and fifty days a year. So we're just kicking the tires to see where that can happen best for us. Um, and, and but I can tell you, whatever it is, it's going to be a great experience for the fans, and it's here in Maricopa County.
0: Now you you know these stories because these stories go in one direction. And they're not good. They get in the political realm, and all sorts of stuff happens. What what kind of timeline are we talking about here? Because if your guys are in a position where that cable on that roof, you can't operate it. Yeah. If there's no fans, that's not that's not good. I, I know. Mean, it's I'm not. I'm not a smart guy but I know that's not good <laughs> it's not a good thing right yeah
2: it, well it's hard to believe we're, we're the fourth oldest stadium in the league yeah, I mean that's that, crazy and I couldn't right? believe that yeah fact we're either. 25 years old and sitting out in the desert Sun right so things are gonna happen um, we identified years ago you know nearly 500 million dollars worth of needs at the time it was like 280 and now it's it's grown obviously um, and and we have an ownership group who's willing to put in f- hundreds of millions of dollars into chase field but you know it's when do we do those repairs how would you how would you schedule that over a three or four year period period, because you do have, obviously, your your regular season schedule, you hope you have postseason, you have off-season events and concerts, uh-huh. um, but for us, at least, Bick, we can still open and close the roof. We just have good. to plan it when there aren't fans yeah. in the stands, right? <laughs> right. So, That's um, not good. No, yeah. At, at least it does open and close. We All don't right. want that thing to be stuck in an open position in the middle of the summer, <laughs> because those will not be fun games, but it might be home field advantage. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually think about the timing of of Bank One Ballpark. Chase Field, and when it opened, in terms of the big picture in in, in the in the baseball calendar, if you will, yeah. It was right before the curve of these really intimate ballparks, the mixed-use ballparks and facilities that you talk about. Had the Diamondbacks started in 2000, two years later, it, it, it might have been a different story. Do you agree? Totally.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, at the time, we were convinced by the Rockies that we should go bigger, right? And you should go 50,000 yes. because look what they did with the rock pile. And today, you're designing ballparks that are anywhere from 34 to 38,000, which is the right number, you know, and it's small and it's intimate and it's loud and it's it, it, that truly is a home field advantage where people come into our ballpark and they say, you know, I, I love Chase Field, I got great memories, but boy, it looks just really big, or it looks like an airport or airplane hangar. So yeah, I think it would look much different today. Um, but but there's ways for us to fix it and make it look much more modernized. There's times we always talk about should we reduce capacity. Then there's other times like opening day or when you're in the playoffs or when you have a concert. And you say, thank goodness we didn't reduce capacity because yeah. look at this place, it's full at mm-hmm. fifty
0: thousand. So that you know that's always a coin flip. Um, All right, uh, Derek's been kind enough to stick around a second segment. I don't know if you know that, but your guy gave us clearance on that. I saw that, you so. guys both holding yeah. up, too. Right, and I figured, exactly. Okay, so, right. It's <laughs> like, I second quarter, up? Derek. Second <laughs> quarter's coming up, man. Work, <laughs> yeah. All right, before we do that, though, let's close the book on the stadium discussion by saying this, because you, you know my thoughts on this. If, if Are there really ways to retrofit this thing, to make to create that ambiance? And if so, what what are the ways to do that?
2: I think so. I don't think you're ever going to get away from that cavernous feel. You know, right. it's, it's never going to feel as intimate as you want it to. But I think. I think we can bring it up to up to speed, up to code when it comes to premium locations. We just don't have them, right? We don't have the clubs that newer ballparks have. We don't have those four tops or or the you know the, the private feeling sections in the seats. We can we can create all of that. We can redo the concourses. We can we can bring that stadium to a modern feel um, if if we're indeed going to stay there and make it look more modern, make it look more new. But as far as making it feel a little closer, you know, to one another and smaller and that huge upper level, I'm not sure we're ever going to. To be really ever really uh, able to address that, but I think fans are okay. They, they've got great memories there. They love it, and we hear that from fans, too. I hope it works out. I hope you can stay at Chase because
1: my family has grown up there. I, I'm proud of that. Well, and like you said, downtown is, is such a cool well, to be right in the center of it. Yeah. Uh, as Bick said, Derek's been kind enough to uh, stick around for another segment. We'll continue our discussion with the d president and CEO, Derek Hall, next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata. Mornings, the Arizona
1: Diamondbacks. Yeah, we continue to talk Diamondbacks with Derek Hall, President and CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks, who has uh, been kind enough to stick around for a second segment. And we've talked about the, you know the team, the prospects, the stadium possibilities, all the fun salaries, stuff. all the fun stuff. Oh yeah! <laughs> but let's go. Let's zoom out to, to Major League Baseball with with major changes to the game coming this year and. For baseball fans, it might be casual, a little bit casual about it, and you, you're going to see these changes. It's yeah. going to look a little bit different. It's going to feel a little bit different. I mean, as we uh, are on the precipice of a new season, how are you feeling about these widespread changes?
2: I, I like the changes. You know, they were all tested out in the minor leagues. A lot of our players already dealt with these changes when they were down in the minor leagues, and they, they proved to work and to shorten the game. I mean, there were years ago. I can remember being a fan of the game, and they the games were two and a half hours. You know, I mean, there's no excuse for a game to be three and a half hours or closing out on four hours that's not right we're asking fans to watch or come in every single game and you know that's tough when you have competition you have school you you know especially Saturday night games followed by Sunday midday game so I, I like these these changes and I think the fact that you're gonna make the the players a little bit more accountable too and they're a part of it right because now you do have the the timer and you that clock is it's real you only have so many times you can step off the rubber so many times you can disengage so many times to throw over uh, before it is an automatic stolen base. The bases are bigger. I don't mind that. And then the biggest change, uh, because by the way, these rules, vents I think are really good for teams like us. You know, when you're an athletic and speedy team, Mm -hmm. having a a shorter span from first base to second base or second to third is Mm -hmm. certainly going to help our team, I would think. Um, And and in addition to that, the one change that people really aren't focused on is a balanced schedule. And that that helps us because now we're going to have more of those popular teams coming in here more frequently to have the Red Sox come in for Weekend this year in May is fantastic. You know we'll have the Yankees every other year. So though you know you you be careful what you wish for. You're not going to play the Dodgers. You're not going to play the the Padres, the Giants as much as you normally would. Well, now you're going to be playing the Yankees every year. You're going to be playing you know the 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 Rays every year, the the Guardians. So it does still get tough. And and by the way, schedule. And I know I'm (laughs) I'm I'm going into a rabbit hole, but if you look at our schedule. That first month, wow. I mean, we open up at LA, then we go to San Diego, then we come back and we have LA, you know, and then we have Milwaukee, then we hit the road and we go to the Cardinals, then we come back and we have San Diego again, you know, it's, and Milwaukee is in the middle of that. It's a, it's a tough schedule that first month. So, um, we've got to get out to a good start. And as long as we could play like we did last year at the end of last year, where we, we not only competed with those other teams, we beat those teams. Mm -hmm. And at the recent owner, owners meetings that we had about a week and a half ago in Palm Beach, it was So cool to have so many different owners walk up to me and so many of my counterparts, presidents come up to me and go, man, we hated playing you guys. You know, we do not like playing you guys. And at the end of the year, we didn't want to see you. That's good. I want to be that team. We want to be quiet about it. But I want to be that team that nobody likes to play.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Hey, listen, and I've said this repeatedly. I'm really hoping that some of these rules changes in baseball kind of kind of engages me spiritually the way baseball used to it. Yeah. And that, that's I've my, heard you say that. Well, yeah. and, and that's kind of my hope here. So, my, so I'm wondering now if there's going to be accountability on the players to stay engaged and to play fast. Um, there, we know there's some resentment already to this idea. Will teams that are prepared to do that fare better? What's this going to look like? Um, competitively, it's a really good
2: question, and I think right now um, in your PFPs and all your drills going on on the backfields, I would guess that 29 other teams like us are really focused on these new rules changes. I mean, we watched yesterday batting practice going on live BP with a, with a clock. You know, so the pitchers were out there watching the clock and having to having to start their 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 delivery before. So um, it's it's been good to see our guys prepare. I think so. I think if you're better prepared, obviously you're going to have a better chance. But um, again, a number of our players players feel like they've, they're already well acquainted with it because they did so in the minor leagues and have come up here. You do have some, some resistance and opposition, and I, over time, it'll all be fine as long as it's good for the game. And more importantly, not just good for the game, not good for the time of the game good for the fans, right? Anything that we do should be good for the fans, fans like you.
1: The elimination of the shift is going to be a a transition for a lot of teams, a lot of managers, a lot of strategy changes. Uh, What do you think the effects of that will be? Oh, I think it's good. I
2: think you're going to see on-base go up. You're going to see batting averages go up. And again, teams like ours that like to put the ball on the ground, I mean, these kids know how to make contact. It's only going to help us. I can't tell you for the last couple of years, you know, part of baseball that I loved was being able to hit it back up the box, right? Back up the middle. And how many times that turned into a, a six three or a four three? Yeah. Like, what? That's a base hit. Yeah. You know, so now yeah. we're gonna see that right. we're gonna see that yeah. come back and you're gonna see guys hitting the other way now, not trying to break a shift, but just making contact and, and put the ball in play and good things can happen.
0: Now I, I don't know if you saw this, but but Vinny loves this. There's a uh, um, a Twitter account, a social media platform on this day in Arizona history. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this, but yesterday was the uh, anniversary of your eight year contract extension oh, boy. that you signed in two thousand and eight. Josh Burns got one of those. He lasted two years. Yeah,
2: well, you're got, still here. Yeah, I got one uh, the
0: first time with Josh Burns. We both right. did at the same time. Right, yeah.
2: it's it's crazy. I've been this is my 19th season. Wow, with the Diamondbacks, and uh, you know, like I said, 31 seasons I think now in baseball. But it's been it's been awesome. I mean, I love this this place. I love watching our our revenues grow so that we can continue to put it into our payroll. I, I love our baseball staff now. You know, I, I've always had a good relationship with our baseball staff, and I think back on the way in, uh, we were talking about. You know, in all time, you'll talk about KT. I mean, you guys yeah. remember Towers? Kevin's oh, So great, right? Such a good guy and lovable, laughable.
0: But this, didn't you once get a midnight call from Amsterdam I from did. KT? I did. He's outside He's the in the best. pouring rain. He's the it's
2: best. It's like it's like four in the morning, yeah. and, and he says to me, "Hey, I think we should Jason Kubel?
0: <laughs>
2: where did this come from? And I'm asleep. I are you? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> All right. So, I, so I, this is a roundabout way to say, okay, you've been here forever. <laughs> so you, you've seen this team try some things. Yeah. Do you think you finally found the right
2: formula? I, I do. I think we found the formula to compete. And this is who we are. This is who we should be, right? That's not to say that we're not going to have those splashes or big free agent signings. But for us to really compete, and you look at the teams that do it, whether it's been Minnesota in recent years, or Tampa or, you know, Oakland always does it. The Guardians do it. These are the teams that do it right because they they do well in the draft. They commit to their development. When we first hired Mike Hayes and we said, fix our minor league system first. That's priority number one. We were a bottom five. In fact, some people had us rank last 30th in all of baseball. Now we're a top five farm system. That That's really what does it. You have depth. You have a pipeline. You can continue to you know bring up players when, when others move on. And then you have those signings and you have those trades that, that supplement it. I, I I do think it works now is it is it fun you know having a payroll anywhere from you know 120 to 140 having to compete with payrolls that are 200 and 250 no it's not but you can't worry about their payrolls you just have to watch what you're doing continue to stay consistent and be disciplined with it and it will pay off and i know we can compete i believe more in culture i believe more in preparation teamwork and i and i like our our manager and coaching staff because they're also on that same page
1: Derek hall our guest in studio for newsmakers week 2023 on the broadcasting frame, Front. Obviously, there's some uncertainty with Diamond Sports, who owns the Bally Sports Regional All Networks. right, it's been a great interview. I'll see you guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I was waiting for him to drop <laughs> yeah. that question. Thanks. Derek, at this yeah. point, what can so you... So much for
2: growing revenues. <laughs> but,
1: but what can you tell fans that are a little, a, a little wary of whether or not they're or they're going to be able to watch Diamondbacks' baseball? <laughs> they, they will definitely be able
2: to watch it. You know, the beauty uh, was the commissioner coming out about a week ago from his press conference here, media conference here mm-hmm. in Arizona, and he said, these games will be televised. If, if if uh, Diamond goes away, and hopefully they don't, Valley Sports hopefully is still up and running, um, and people are used to seeing us on Valley. If not, baseball has said they would come in for those 14 teams, or 18 if you even look at others that are in a similar position, they would produce the games and make sure they're on. My guess is, from what I heard, it would be on M O B Network. So people will still have a chance to watch these games, and of course, you can always listen to our flagship
1: right here. yeah, Right yeah. here. Well, well done, done D. Lead me into my last okay. question. Uh, the announcement yesterday that uh, this will be the final year for the governor. Yeah. It's Sad. I mean, Greg, Greg Schulte, Schulte is a,
2: yeah, he's a fixture in our building. He's been here since day one. Uh, he's our only broadcaster that's been here since day one. Greg is, um, he's Arizona baseball and, and I love hearing his voice. We have so many fans that in the stands will, will listen to Arizona sports so that they can hear Greg each and every night. Um, I've told him for years he is he not only does he belong, he will be in the broadcast wing of the Hall of Fame. And I hope it happens very soon so, so he can enjoy it because he deserves it. And he's the uh, epitome of longevity, professionalism, and entertainment. And fans get an opportunity to
1: celebrate him one last season. One last yeah. season with the governor. Yeah. Derek, thanks so much for coming and spending some time with us. We Ben's appreciate it, big, it Thank a you. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yes. Uh, and best of luck this season. I'm thank sure you. we'll appreciate be talking it. to you again Oh, Thursday. yeah, every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Derek Hall, president CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks, our guest as Newsmakers Week continues here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.